Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I hope you're all doing very, very well, especially in these difficult times. So before we start, I would just like to wish everyone a Ramadan Mubarak wa taqabbalallah minna wa minkum salih al-amal. So before, so welcome back to the GUS podcast. I am your host, Rania Jahlami. And before we get into today's topic, let's say hi to our amazing co-hosts. Would you guys like to say hi? Hello. Hello. How, you know us from the first podcast. Yeah, good. Alhamdulillah. How has Ramadan been for all of you? Being the way to existence. <laughs> Ain't too bad. Uh, no, actually, it's much easier. It's much, much easier this year for some reason. Yeah, I find it also very easier and very light this time. Not just know. easier. I mean, I don't feel like it's Ramadan, to be honest. How come? Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. The I don't vibes. feel hungry or fed. The vibes, I'm not there. Mm. لا حيفين تعجب سام سام وذيد اوكي سو توداي اور توبيك از ساينس اند فيلوسوفي سو ليتس ستارت اوت وذ توبيك اوف ساينس ذات از كوايت انتريستينج اند اولسو كوايت فان ويتش از كوزمولوجي So in case you guys didn't know, cosmology is a branch of astronomy that involves the origin and evolution of the universe from the Big Bang to today and on into the future. So I just wanted to know and ask you guys, are any of you interested at all in cosmology and do you read about it at all? Yeah, to be honest. Uh, are you talking about the listeners? Are you talking about the listeners? He can go on from there. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> One at a time. I can't hear anything. <laughs> This shows our excitement. <laughs> yeah, I see. Mashallah, which is great. And then, yalla. Who would like to start? I'll start with, this, with our brain. The stand. Mm-hmm. Let, me start, let, let me start something real quick. Uh, okay. Let me start something okay. real quick. So, okay. we are, no, like, this is more directed to solutions. We talked about this before. So, theoretically speaking, what would happen if the sun explodes? Actually... So uh, what we ca- that is a question that we've had uh, for the past um, six to seven months. It's something that we usually discussed a lot. So it's kind of a theoretical approach to this one. I had my own conclusions regarding that question, but I further more into uh, getting to read more about the sun exploding. So. What happens is that uh, the first thing that the sun happens, uh, when the sun happens to explode, uh, first of all, the side that is exposed to the sun, so let's say the side which is facing daytime, like right now here in Muscat, let's say, that side will be severely affected by the cosmic rays radiation. from the sun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the radiation. Okay, mm-hmm. the other side will be kind of relatively safe. Okay, what happens next? Uh, first of all, uh, remember the sun is the body that is giving the balance to the, to the solar system, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, if the sun is the body that is giving the balance uh, to the solar system that we have, which is the nine planets, uh, when the sun explodes, which means there won't be any balance, there will be an imbalance in the solar system. So that is the next thing that happens. So the sun, the earth and all other planets 
will go on to move for a body which will actually stabilize it and uh, give it that uh, counterbalance force of gravity, right? And uh, the, another thing which is very interesting that I got to think of, and it wasn't actually the case because I was thinking about the nine planets and Jupiter is the largest planet, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I was thinking of that the Earth might probably go and start probing uh, on the around Earth. them. Yeah, around around yeah. Jupiter. Jupiter. But, uh, it turns out uh, that Jupiter isn't very very dense enough to the point that it can give the counterbalance the sun was offering to the to the Earth. So it will keep on uh, revolving, which means uh, actually not revolving; it's spinning around uh, around the galaxy, looking for a body which can can give it achieve that force. balance, but. One thing that happens is that, first of all, uh, we had this talk with Abdul Aziz. So uh, he was actually suggesting that what will happen, will we be able to see that uh, exploding of the sun happen, or will we be able to freeze uh, when that actual thing is happening that we won't be able to experience anything? So scientifically, when it gets to a point that the sun will explode, uh, one thing that is going to happen is that the sun will have absorbed too much energy that uh, it will reach to a point that it cannot even actually itself there. And which means there will be a lot of scattered energy. It's not concentrated on the body, which is the sun. So that is one thing. And uh, regarding that one, which means there might be enough energy around the around the solar system that it can it can sustain us for about uh, about three months I think that is what science yeah. suggests. Yeah. But one thing is that the earth will be so much hot because of that extra energy that is being uh, is being absorbed also by the mm -hmm. earth. So that is kind of having a negative consequence. Then after that uh, the freezing phase will begin and yeah, that won't be a very good place to be in. <laughs> yeah, that's all I that's all I can I can I can recall from what I searched about. But yeah, you could further yeah suggest some interesting theories. Mashallah, we have I a professor mean, up in this house. Mashallah. Yeah. Hey, this that's is what I this it, is it, the brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, and what do you I guys? Mean, Say. Mm -hmm. Other than that, uh, like as we mentioned, as Suri just mentioned, the first thing that we that came to mind, I remember we were actually studying machine design or something like that. But uh, what happened, like we thought of it in the very basic way, which is, as Suri mentioned, will we see it or will we feel it first? Because um, it takes just about like eight minutes for the sunlight, like for the rays of the sun to reach us. But uh, wow, really? What was it? Inshallah. Yes, that. it's it's not it's not that slow. It's quite fast. And um, so the issue was: Are we gonna immediately freeze like the whole planet, or just will we see it or not? Either way, like there's gonna be an Armageddon. I hope at least it looks cool. I mean, we're gonna <laughs> die either way. So there was that issue. And uh, what else was it? 
I think in the end it was just a conclusion that just Sully made because he searched more about it. And uh, there's all, uh, uh, I don't remember Sully, do you remember about the Higgs boson particle? Was it related to this? Because uh, of Malji part? Actually, it isn't related to the explosion of the, not related to the explosion of the sun, but uh, it's kind of related to the formation of the formation of matter because the Higgs, Higgs particle are not very competent in this field. So just, uh, I would like to give everyone a warning regarding what I'm about to say because I'm not very competent about it and you can actually mm -hmm. do your own research. But mm -hmm. uh, the Higgs particle is regarded as the, uh, as scientists call it, they call it the gold particle or they call it the matter particle. The black. And what does it mean by calling it the matter particle? They say, uh, as you know, like matter just popped out, out of nowhere. But they say we have this field which is called the Higgs field. And this is responsible for creation of matter. And as you can know that uh, we have, uh, like, when you try to calculate the full mass of the galaxy, the mass that we can get from these uh, protons, neutrons, and electrons doesn't add up to the whole to the whole sum of the mass of the galaxy. But we have this other mass, which is called dark matter, another form of matter, which is probably not made up of uh, neutrons and protons and all other particles that we know. And why do we call it dark matter? It's because we cannot see it, we cannot observe it. And even scientists themselves are still in the very early stage of uh, researching about dark matter because uh, when you try to add up the mass of dark matter and this uh, normal matter that uh, me and you uh, made up of, then that's when you get the total mass of the universe from the, from the period of the Big Bang. Okay, so now I only knew three types of particles, which is alpha, beta, and gamma. So this is like another type of particles? This is uh, actually, no. So the Higgs particle was actually discovered by Peter Higgs in mm -hmm. 1960s when he was still a young, young researcher, mm -hmm. I think it was a Gamma University. So he suggested this one that there might be a field in which all matter is made up of. So when you talk about all other matter, uh, uh, what I think, I'm not so sure again, so be cautious. Uh, all other matter comes from the, from the Higgs particle and the Higgs field. And that's how we can explain all those, uh, the theory from everything that happened after the Big Bang through this field. Yeah, basically, if you want to have fun while researching about dark matter, you can just watch a TV show called Dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'd better because, do that. Uh, there's one thing <laughs> that yeah. we started about. Because uh, it, it explains it well. Uh, okay. There's one thing that we started about, uh, which was regarding the sun exploding and all of that happening. So I want to just be kind of optimistic enough actually pessimistic at some point because we won't be able to see it happen. Uh, mm -hmm. Scientifically speaking, uh, the approximated age of the sun 
is 4.6 billion years up to now. Mm-hmm. And the lifespan of the sun, just like we humans have a, an average lifespan of 60s to 70s, uh, the sun has a lifespan of about 10 billion years, that's uh, according to the estimations that they made. So the sad thing is that we won't be able to experience what is going to happen when the sun explodes. But the most optimistic thing is that we won't be, uh, we, we won't have to worry about uh, something like this happening. Fair enough. Okay, I mean, so I, I had a question it, to ask you guys. Okay. Oh, go, go ahead, Maha. I'm sorry. I mean, regarding the sun explo- exploding, I feel like the consequences of this will be kind of similar, not in a large scale, but kind of similar with when we talk about the sun disappearing. Because what will happen is that somehow we humans will, will die for sure, but life itself will return to Earth, like the greenery, etc., etc. But I feel like it will be radiated. And it won't be as green as how it used to be before, before us humans started building up and started uh, our own life. From that point is that uh, the greenery that we are having on planet Earth is also subject uh, to the to the presence of the sun because photosynthesis yeah. and all of that chlorophyll formation is also a result from a result of the of the sun. Sunlight. Yeah, sunlight. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, and regarding balance, I feel like, for example, as humans, if we don't find balance balance in one place, what will we do? We're going to go search for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's say that sun explodes. Okay, planet Earth. Do you think that it might go to another so another system in the galaxy and find another source of light? How do you Is think the sun that? exploded? Yeah, let's say the sun exploded or disappeared. Oh. So you mean as, the as Earth a, going searching for another source of energy? Maybe or not, yeah, system? maybe in another galaxy that has a source that res, maybe resembles or acts like a sun in that other system. I mean, I mean for that, sure. Do you yeah. think it might? Nah, <laughs> yeah, because the Earth is just really dark. It doesn't guarantee survival for... Yeah, it doesn't exactly. guarantee, but... Maybe for the I next... I mean, either way, it's theoretically impossible as far as I know. Because, like, the first thing is the closest galaxy, galaxy is, like, how it's, it's pretty damn far away. And uh, it is quite literally impossible to reach it. It's, it's way too damn far away. And one I thing guess. is... Even if the sun, even if the earth actually travels that much, chances are nobody's going to survive it. So, and yeah. like, first, like, wouldn't it actually just be gravitating towards like other planets' gravity fields and just, you know, like doing circuits and roaming around or some, sh- some stuff like that? Yeah, one thing for sure is know. that it's going to be spinning, but yes. spinning towards where? That's <laughs> exactly. That exactly. Maybe the whole solar system will be. become a, a long chain. Like a circular chain. They would all just scatter all over. But the hold up, they, they all actually, but don't they all, like, since they all orbit the sun, how is that going to work out? Are they just going to go, like, actually, what's going to happen to the other planets, too, when they just, like, dash into each other? Yeah, exactly. Like, the same thing. They would all be lost. That's the point. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. That Loki sounds cool, Did- though. 
do, do you guys do you guys think humanity has a future beyond earth well i mean, I mean as far as we see we i actually think I mean, it's it's possible yeah with all the plans for example Elon Musk's plans for 2030 mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken he wants to send start sending human to mars well i think there's actually a, a chance like the, these things didn't come from, from out of nowhere it came from a long studies from exactly. long studies research, i mean yeah. yeah studies and research so yeah i can i can see that happening to be honest Will I be willing to to be one of the first travelers of course no <laughs> because I don't see my life out of earth as of now <laughs> so as it turns out like Mars which is the red planet is the is very cold out there so yeah it's very 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 Musk cold yeah is actually proposing but uh the first How do you thing guys know that it's cold planet research Uh, you either start warming the planet very slowly which is going to take uh, a lot of time. time yeah maybe oh, years yeah years for sure oh there's another interesting proposal which you hit the south pole and the north pole with a nuclear bombardment over there and the planet is going to hit it. and regarding regarding the regarding uh the future of humanity beyond mass uh, what i'm actually thinking or what i'm actually coming to think as as long as the goal of reaching mass is getting close i think the things which uh uh meant to destroy earth let's say something like climate change and all of that stuff and i think those are the same things are going to happen also on mass no matter what what is going to Yeah, what is going to be I mean, I mean but I mean that's just that's probably going to happen either way but I guess it's uh it's about prolonging the life duration I guess or some stuff like that. Yes, which to be honest doesn't really sound like a good idea. But the thing is if humans don't exist it life is going to be boring. Not that I know, but uh an, apoc- an apocalypse doesn't sound too bad. I mean although I do believe that it, there might be a future beyond earth for humanity like there is no life or air or anything on the other planet so how could this We don't know I mean there are a lot of stuff that are happening right now no one ever thought about it happening Yes that's true Just imagine asking someone from the from the 800s Mm. They didn't understand. Yeah. Just ask him this question. Would there do you imagine yourself alive with cars, fancy buildings, technology? He won't know that. You said no way. I have never ever thought about a life like Actually, this. Actually not even the 1800s. <laughs> uh in the 1940s when you when you look about the, when you find out about the history of uh laptops and computers. Yeah. Mm. They were yeah, gigantic. I think it, if it was St. Alan Turing, I don't know who it was. but then uh he was like imagine someone having a device uh like because computers were very large by then but yeah. imagine if somebody is having a device which is which can perform all those activities and everyone can can have it at their at their home places 
So there's one way to find out. I don't know if we'll be able to live long enough to find out, like Abdulaziz said. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not. Probably not. But uh, actually, like one thing is that I was actually listening to Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk, the first one, and he did mention something about uh, the whole like going to Mars stuff. So what happened was um, basically, actually, it's much closer than it's me. It, than we may think, to be honest. He said, like, it may, tie, may take as close to two years to actually start yeah, sending people up there. Yeah, but still, like, there is quite a number of issues. First, like, bombing the poles to get the heat right, and then there's... Um, like, the journey itself is going to take around six months, but only... Um, there was actually another cool thing that he mentioned was that There can only be flights during a specific time of the year, like around July, I think, where the orbit of the Earth and the uh, and Mars around the Sun are like closest to each other because it's in some kind of elliptical shape. Yeah. So when it's, there's like a specific time frame around three months, I think, yeah. where they can actually send the flights themselves. So. Even if you send them that, the fastest they can reach there is six months. And uh, they said they could only take like, was it around two flights a year or something like that? Yeah, and chances are if you go there, chances of you coming back to Earth is gonna, coming back to Earth is quite low. And uh, there was another thing. What was it? Yes, assuming we actually get people there as close as two years in the future, One other thing that we have to consider is the time to actually establish human life over there in a sustainable manner. It's also going to take like some time, a couple of years, I guess. Yeah, it will take time. Mm-hmm. But closer than we think. Okay, uh, so... According to the, to the optimist Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. The, that's the optimist. Home. That's the optimistic view, by the way. That's the optimistic way. And uh, chances are, if we go pessimistic, we can just like, I don't know, freeze in the middle of the in the space or some shit. <laughs> okay. So, question: What do you guys think about flat earthers? The people who think that the Earth is flat, even with all of the evidence that we've seen that it's not flat. I'm gonna just open your mic. Okay, so we were discussing flat earthers. What do we think about people who think that the earth is flat even with all of the evidence? I just want to, I just want to know what you guys think. It looks like I'm just so excited for it. <laughs> I mean, I can see their point of view. Like, nah. No, nah, not at all. No, I can't do that, man. Uh, It's too one, hard. One little summary to help those people who believe the Earth is flat. They should get themselves educated. I mean, one thing is just yeah. like, let's, let's go very basic. Planes. Supposing the Earth is actually, fla- is actually flat, then that would mean mm-hmm. that if the plane just goes straight ahead... That was the same thing I was thinking. Flying to goddamn space. Yes, I, mean, I was thinking the same thing. You see, sometimes you just look at someone and you just like wonder, how did you survive this long? 
I don't know sometimes I feel like they are they aren't really like aware serious of what is happening yeah sometimes yes. they are not serious I mean I feel like so, sometimes it's just a scam like they no, just want to serious. irritate people yeah you know that's like sometimes know. sometimes I ask myself are they really thinking that earth is flat so what about the pictures google exactly. just google earth yes so What they say is that these all photos of the round earth are fabricated mm-hmm. and there's actually a very oh, big wow. satellite in That's great. Japan, I think and that satellite takes the photos of the earth after every I don't know how many seconds but these people I don't know if they don't believe in science I don't know what they can believe in they still don't believe that the earth is is uh, round and Yeah, they keep on with the notion that the earth is flat. One thing, just one little thing that you can actually take into consideration, the sunrise and sunset thing. Yeah. Yeah, because right now we are experiencing daytime and there's another another time zone which are actually experiencing the night. If the earth was flat, how would that be able to happen? That it goes like in some sort of a continuous cycle. Well, I feel like they may maybe they think that the whole universe or the whole galaxy is not as open as how it is. I th- maybe you can imagine like the whole galaxy being as a whole as a, as a big rectangle. And maybe their notion will happen <laughs> with earth being flat. I mean that's the only thing that I can I could imagine if the whole universe is a big rectangle and earth let's say it's a in the middle, middle part. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only piece of information that I can give if Earth is actually flat. Like I actually thought of it like a piece of paper, like just flat. Yeah, maybe a piece of uh-huh. paper. And they're going to have like Earth and Mercury, Jupiter, like all the other planets, like they are piled up with each other. Yeah, like what is that? Who thinks that's that? the only thing that I, I can deduce from this conversation of Earth being flat. I mean, I honestly don't... That's what don't... we call Lishenerot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which leads us to the next question. What about those people who don't believe in gravity or other fundamental forces of nature? Like like uh, my only uh, way to explain it to them is, is drop a thing on the floor and what what's going to what's going to pull talk it? About, I think I usually talk to my Abdulaziz a lot about a lot. So <laughs> there are some people who don't believe that the who don't believe that we have gravity. Scientifically, That's we have crazy. four fundamental forces of nature, right? So we have gravity, mm-hmm. we have magnetism, and we have the weak and strong interactions. So yeah. mm-hmm. those people who don't believe in gravity say that uh, the force which is governing the Earth and pulling us down and all of that is uh, electromagnetism. So for those people who don't believe in gravity, uh, There's this guy, he's a scientist, he's a physicist, his name is Lawrence Krauss. Maybe you should consider checking him out because it's very interesting. He has a solution for you. Uh, what is the tallest building in Oman? I don't know, maybe Burj Sahwa. We don't really have uh, skyscrapers or anything here. So, uh, according to Oman, I think he told me that the longest, the tallest building in Oman is actually 23 floors, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, true, it's in that range. Yeah, so 
for someone like that to just jump out of the 23rd floor and, and let's see what will happen. Yeah, test your theory. If it works, then well and good. And yeah. if you don't, if you don't believe in gravity, but you believe in magnetism, uh, just take a magnet. And you'll and attract everything that was on the floor. Yeah, you yeah you watch you, uh, you look at that magnet while you jump out of the thirteenth floor. According to him, he's also saying that you should do that before you reproduce so that you don't leave orphans. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good idea. So we can yeah. have less degenerates in this world to have more than enough. That's a great piece of advice from the legend. Yeah, I mean, and that's well, the only thing that you can take from it. Exactly. And like, one thing is, I normally associate these kind of, and like, these are the gov- governing forces of nature. I associate them somehow with uh, what it, one of Newton's rules, like, all energy is conserved. So, if you think of everything together, it actually does make theoretical and practical sense. Because otherwise, like, uh, neglecting something just because you don't understand it, it just defies the whole point of trying to understand it in the first mm-hmm. place. And yeah. if you're just like, you don't believe in gravity, like so they said, do a backflip, jump off a cliff or something like that. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's just your theory, practical right? way. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if your theory is correct... Experimenting. Exactly, exactly, and that's the fun in it. And that's what makes life fun. <laughs> yeah, that's Experiment. the fun in breaking their bones. <laughs> to test I mean, their gravity. Not, I mean, hey, it, it, at least it will solidify their beliefs and what they want yes, to think about. exactly. Which is cool. Yeah. I actually wanted to say this. What, uh, based on the law of physics, especially like Newton's laws, why do we say energy or momentum or even electrical charge, electric charge is conserved? <laughs> I mean... I mean, that, that's a question mostly for Sully, I think, but the way I think <laughs> of it is it, it just makes, it balances life out because yes. otherwise it would like, for example, um, let me think of my tiny brain. What example can I give? Yes. So forces, for example. So normal forces, like they act perpendicular to the surface on anything. So, and they oppose the, the gravity. Assuming you have some kind of, let's say, a phone, your phone on a table. So if there is no balance, your phone would either like fly in the sky or something like that, or it would just phase through the table, which would be quite terrifying if you ask me. And makes no sense. But thanks to these forces that like give balance to everything. Um, shit, I don't know. Life makes more sense. I think Sully can give us a better so, answer. So Professor Stan may take the, the floor. <laughs> one thing that uh, we are usually taught in school is that uh, energy and momentum are conserved, but we are actually yeah. we were actually never given a reason for something like that. Like why is energy conserved? Why is momentum conserved? Uh, so according to uh, according to science, it's that when you try to when you try to take into account all the energy in the universe since the Big Bang happened, which is scientifically. So when you try to take into account all of that energy and uh, 
and you try to calculate all the energy since the Big Bang happened, it's that it mm. accounts to zero. So if the scientists did that calculation and it actually gave them zero, that which means that uh, the energy is conserved. And then, uh, which means even today, if we do the same calculation, we'll get to see that the energy is conserved in the universe. So which means even tomorrow, we can still believe that the laws of physics will not change if energy will still be conserved. Yeah. That is a yeah, I mean, if it changes, then something bad should happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. idea. So I mean, in this universe of ours, we are, uh, like, let's say in our galaxy, we are having these Newtonian laws, right? So maybe, I'm not sure also, there might be other galaxies which are operating on actually very different laws. Yeah. Maybe gravity might be acting upwards. Maybe, I'm not sure. So, it's wow. a very interesting. That's actually very interesting. I would like to research that. Research also cool. other, un other universe. Other galaxies. Maybe, th maybe, there are, maybe there are two Rani's we don't know about. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe there are two or more than one Mahar. Actually, yes. about that, let's so, just... Let's just I feel you've actually given me a lot to think about. Yeah, just think about a bit of A bit off topic. About the doppelganger, whatever they're called, I don't know how you mentioned the name. About um, your lookalikes, there's a saying that you have 40 lookalikes or something like that. Do you guys know anything about the science behind that or just like pure coincidence? Because that shit sounds very terrifying if you ask me. I used to believe that it's only coincidence, to be honest. I have no idea about that one. Like lookalikes. I'd like you to give me a little insight about it. So that I mean, I don't know, but I can follow. Well, one thing is, I just found a ganger of a friend of mine, and uh, she's like a regular short female as well. Okay, that doesn't sound good. She's a regular <laughs> person, and uh, her doppelganger is like a six foot four power lifter. Oof. And that was the most. <laughs> is this like a movie or something? Because I've never heard of it. No, a doppelganger is basically someone that looks totally someone like Someone that looks like you. Oh, So, is okay. it possible that that other person is in another dimension, no? Yeah, wow. I feel so, like this I mean, is my that, logic that here. That's possible. That I may mean, be maybe. possible, actually. So, for example... Yo, that would be so like awesome this. if I could find my doppelganger. So, when I mean, you talk about my, something like this, that other dimension... A scientific dimension or a spiritual dimension? I mean, one thing about the spiritual dimension is it's the most random thing ever. You see, that's, that's what I think of the difference between the laws and conservation. They make, they make sense of the physical and scientific dimension and the dimension we currently live in. Switch to the spiritual dimension, there are no rules. They make no sense. I've tried to read more about it, the spiritual and like spirit and the soul stuff. It makes it makes sense, but the weird thing is, you don't see how it makes sense. There are no specific rules. There are no limitations, and it's just like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it, it wears me out. Okay, so let's move on to our next topic, which is conspiracy theories. So in case you guys didn't know, conspiracies are is a belief 
A conspiracy is a belief that some covert but influential organization is responsible for an unexplained event. So just curious, have you guys ever heard very any interesting conspiracy theories? I mean, what? COVID, to be honest. COVID is, has like lots of... How uh, is like, COVID a conspiracy theory? Hey, I'm yeah, not I'm, I'm not saying that I believe in that, but I heard that it's very, very common. But one thing that actually happened to me, which led me to believe like, um, to entertain the thought without mm. believing it, is uh, so basically I, I got COVID in October. But when I went to get tested, my father was mm-hmm. with me and like less than one meter away, we were driving the same car. I get there, I go there, I get post, like a positive result, go back home, get quarantined and stuff. He doesn't get anything. So that according to like science and stuff, it makes no sense to me because hey, you're next to me, you're within the range, there are no masks, there are no nothing. But why? And one thing is, I can't seem to understand it. Why? Um, at least it seems to me that the people who live a more healthy lifestyle tend to get it mm-hmm. more than those that don't. Or at least that's what seems to me. So conspiracies, do I think it's a conspiracy? Probably not. But uh, I guess a lot of people do think that. I mean, it all depends on the person's me. health and their immunity, immune system, you know? Yeah, I don't okay. know, to be honest. I think this is the same case also regarding my my brother and my late father because my brother was with him all the time and all of that. But when he came to Oman, he didn't test positive at all. But so yeah, it's the same case like Abdulaziz and his father. Same with me and my so mother. I'm not so sure about it. You cannot you can not have conclusions regarding something like that. Yeah, definitely. And my mother also tested positive. The theory is the earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about some. Yeah. But like, the, yeah. I think like the, the main source of conspiracy theories is just like bored people who are trying to look for class or some stuff like that. It's just, it, it, they're, they're the most random thing ever. Not chasers. I have a good example of a conspiracy theory, but it's political, not related to philosophy or science, which is ex-president Donald Trump. He made people think that the election was rigged and everything. Like That's a conspiracy theory, but it wasn't. The election wasn't rigged. He he lost. You get it? Because people would depend on him for a true information. And he gave out false information. How could you be sure that the election wasn't rigged? Like... It uh, wasn't rigged. How, how could it be rigged? How much supporting evidence do you have to your teaching that? Uh, every, so every evidence that we've seen on the news, that they counted almost every vote, the electoral college did everything they could to prove that it's not rigged. Well, to because be honest, I, regarding... Go on, go on. I won't interrupt. Yeah, because uh, there was one footage, because I, uh, I was following very closely the US election, but there's one... Uh, there's one thing that actually caught my attention that uh, in I think he, if it was not in Wisconsin, I don't know which uh, which state it was, but uh, conservatives, which are the Republicans, weren't actually allowed to get into the into the room and uh, or actually even see the counting of the votes over there. 
So what was happening be, uh, behind those doors? I don't know. That's the thing, to be honest. I, I mean, know he lost, in, he lost in a very, very substantial margin. But there are some things which are very minor. Those are the only things which are kind of uh, take yeah, you to I that feel part like of dispute. Every single vote that happens, they are somehow rigged. I mean, I don't believe that in all, almost all the votes, they are true. Regarding anything, elections, the U.S. Mm -hmm. election, and ele the, the, there has to be something. In the Tanzania mm -hmm. election. Yeah, I, I heard about Tanzania's election. <laughs> like, uh, one thing about Tanzania is that since independence in 1961, uh, Tanzania got to uh, to uh, multi-party system, which is actually having many political parties. I think it was in the 92, and it was actually implemented in 95. But all the years since Tanzania has gotten its independence, there has never been a leader from another party. It's always the same party since independence. Same party, yeah. <laughs> so, actually, a very notable good thing. Really? I don't know I don't know if you guys have heard of the Illuminati thingy. It was very popular yeah. back in like 2015 or 2014, I think. I oh, yes. Them. Yes. Then apparently so, like Beyonce is with them and yeah. the head leader or something. <laughs> Me too. So, I would like to be, I would like to, like, I'm very interested in the... They actually actors. are. I do believe that they're the leaders. Last week I was watching actually a documentary. For anyone who has curiosity stream, uh, there's a there's a documentary over there. It's around three episodes, and each episode is around 15 minutes. They talk a lot about these conspiracies, about the Illuminati, the Freemason, and, and yeah, like there's some sort of uh, secret societies, right? Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, Abdulaziz, because yeah, you must be expert on this. I mean, there's one way, is there? Is there a way to find out? I guess we'll never know. One uh, thing, one thing that I know when you're getting the Illuminati is that, uh, according to the documentary, is that you don't get to choose to join. It's not like it's some sort of a football team that you just, you can transfer from here and then you join the Illuminati. No, they choose you. And uh, those people who are chosen to become the Illuminati, are the elite group that they are Are they chosen though, or do they volunteer to do whatever no, they are chosen? Do? They are chosen. Yeah, chosen. Oh, okay, really. By who? Like the curse of existence. Yeah, so they have some leaders. So let's say the Freemason yes. has, I don't know if it's not three levels or four levels, but the Illuminati has 13 levels. So you start at the very low level, and yeah, you just keep uh, progressing towards. Yeah, I don't know. You know a bit too much, huh? But even what they do yeah. doesn't make quite clarify. enough sense. Like, how is that even possible? So, uh, there's this documentary, I was just checking it right now. It's called Sacred Societies, Myths and Realities. It's on Curiosity oh, I Stream. I don't know if it's on any other platforms, but it talks about uh, science of conspiracy theories and they started okay. digging all the way back to ancient uh, Jerusalem, and they say uh, even the 
the pyramids in Egypt, they say there are some, there are some things which are related to these secret societies. I don't know much about it, but yeah, it's very cool. I mean, regarding the ancient Egypt, the pyramids, I can relate to that because, I mean, the pharaohs, they were different than any other uh, emperors or kings all around the world. I mean, those ancient times, they believed in magic. That's one. They believe that they magic, are gods. Magic, really? Yeah, they really believe in magic. Okay. Especially um, Tut and Khamun, he really believed in magic <laughs> and he was so, so close to magic. It, to the point that when he died, okay, when he was on his tomb, I mean, his people, what they did that, they they had this spell, I don't know, I, I forgot what the spell was. So they cast that spell on his tomb. That's their the theory. That there will be a point in life that Tutankhamun is will be with us. I mean, not in the physical, but in the spiritual. So I mean, yeah, he's probably I'm, already here. Like, if it's spiritual, yeah, maybe he's next to me right now. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because ancient Egypt really believed in magic a lot to the point that you could think that these people they are losing that. Even you can see in their in the paintings. And there, even the sculptures that they, yeah, they've created. I mean, it's, it's quite easy to believe. Uh, hmm? It's quite easy to believe in, like, the pyramids and the pharaohs and everything, because that's the proof itself. But some other yeah. things that people say, like, yeah, it's hard to believe. Because... Like, what other things, Rania? Could you kind of elaborate? Like, like the Illuminati. Like, this is, like, the biggest thing. Like, I do believe it, but at the same time, how does it work, you know? They say they're se they sell their souls and all this. Like, how? How? What? Uh, um, yeah, I also don't know much about the topic, but yeah, mm -hmm. it'd be cool if you could take it through into the, into the realm of the Illuminati. But so in the documentary, they started uh, showing uh, the, the largest uh, Freemason. Is it a cathedral or something like that? Or I don't know how they call it, uh, but it's basically where the Freemason uh, worship, and that was in London. And they started uh, talking about what happens there. And as it turns out, they are called secret societies. So mm. we don't yeah, know actually what is happening inside those, uh, those buildings or, or what these people do. So. That's why they're called uh, sacred societies. And, but basically, they have their own rituals that they perform yearly. Uh, they have their own beliefs, but they cannot disclose them to the public because that gives it the element of becoming a sacred society. And they even, so the Freemason is the one that gave birth to other sacred societies. In, in America, there are, I don't know how many more secret societies. We have the Illuminati, which is based <laughs> also in the U.S. And it's oh, they started in the U.S. The Illuminati, yes. Uh, okay. And like in the U.S. itself, if not three million, then it's three hundred thousand members of the of the Illuminati secret society. But I don't know much about it. So same. Actually, I kind of like listening and learning about different conspiracy theories, but mostly the one I like listening to are the ones that from animations, you know? 
the cartoons. Yeah, but can you give us an example if you have? Uh, sure, like uh, Dora the Explorer. They say okay. that the only reason she was able to go around and run around the country like that is because her father was like a leader of a cartel. So no one could touch her, you know? And so she could you do whatever something? she wanted, go wherever she wanted. How about Dora? I mean, have you watched the movie? Oh, uh, no. I watched it. It's so, so too much entertainment in one in one hour something. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can relate. I mean, what you said, you, I can relate to that with the movie because her father was actually um, an archaeologist. Yeah, mm. I hope that I didn't, I, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so they wanted to discover a new city, uh, an ancient city, I think, called Parapata. So one of the enemies, he was he was related to her father. So Para he what? was like, one of Dora's enemies was related to her father. Yeah, no, I you think said the name of the city is what? Parapata. Oh, I thought you said Parot. <laughs> oh, you are uh, uh, you're so angry, yeah? Angry, yeah? <laughs> so, yeah, I can relate to this conspiracy theory because um, the enemy was her father's relative, so yeah, maybe. And it was like full of a cartel, so same thing. Yes, especially like in the area they live, which is Mexico or wherever they live. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, okay. Mexico, Mexico, Do you guys believe that there are some ancient civilizations which are very, which are very advanced than the current civilizations that we have? Yeah. Like, let's say there, there are some, hmm. yeah, there are some conspiracies also uh, regarding. I don't know if you know this place is called Machu Picchu. Peru. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, I know it. Yeah, over there, like the structures which are built, and actually those structures are, uh, are together without without using any binding thing like cement or so, like they're made of bricks and which are very precisely calculated that they don't even fall down even after thousands, I don't know if not hundreds of years. Same. I mean, I do believe in that a lot, especially oh, when okay. we talk about yeah. ancient Egypt. Oh, okay, I kind you of... Should uh, consider, uh, you should consider uh, reading this book. His name is Graham Hunter. He's been to mm. the Joe Rogan podcast at least twice or thrice, I'm not so sure. But he talks about all of this interesting stuff. And yeah, it's very interesting to check him out. He talks about all of this and his research. He's an archaeologist also, so he knows yeah. deep about all of these ancient civilizations. He's having another okay. book, it's called Fingerprint of the Gods, which goes very deep to get the pyramids of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to ask you guys a final question for today, which is what do you think about the progress of humanity? Are we heading in the right or wrong direction? I... I will start with answering I think this both, to be with a simple question. I mean, there's there's no correct answer with this. Exactly. It depends. It's all yeah. relative, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's all relative, yes, Dan. Like it it's can be relative. generalized. I mean, I mean, sometimes you'll feel like, yeah, we're going the right direction. 
this is your own perception. But the other guy mm-hmm. next to you will say, no, we're in the wrong direction. Yes. Why? And no his one is right or wrong. And his idea is different. It's not a matter of only right and wrong. It's a matter of how you look. How do you define right yes. direction, wrong direction? I always say yes, this. Exactly. How do you define? That's whenever mm-hmm. I go into arguments with and with another person, like a debate, Sometimes I was I would sit and think before answering I would like to understand and know how does this pe- person think. Yes, the same thing when I go into discussion with you with you Stan. I always analyze like yeah this guy's he loves this part. For example, what I deduce from you that you are a big fan of politics, philosophy, etc etc these type of things that you really like. So whenever I approach you and if I want to share something with you, I will try to use these things. I'll add some politics, yeah. philosophy, so that I can attract you. The way how you to understand. Uh, weird topics, so science, philosophy, yeah. uh, politics also. A lot you can discuss lot. very intense topics, mashallah. That's yeah, the good, that, and that's the beauty, to be honest. If you understand yes. the, other, the other party, you will have a mm-hmm. long and good and informative dis- uh, conversation. The same thing, yes, uh, that, the same thing that uh, Mahir is describing about me, I could say the same for someone like Abdulaziz, because yeah, I've known Abdulaziz for around two years, something now, and yeah, since I've known this guy, he's the type of guy who uh, likes a lot of spirituality and so the and development business. So whenever <laughs> we get into a discussion with this dude, you have to get close to something like that: diet, fitness, spirituality, philosophy, and suffering too. Uh, yeah, Abdulaziz, I have a question. Hit me. What do you what what do you define as reality? On your case, what reality? Reality doesn't exist. Reality is a mindset. Reality does not make sense. Does it make sense? What? I mean, I mean, no, like you could think of it in many different ways. Well, how do you define your reality? First of all, I don't believe in right or wrong. There is no true or false, just as Maher said. There is only perception. When it comes to reality, what what would you think of reality? Maybe you could think of reality or like your current your lifestyle, your current lifestyle, like you wake up this time, you do this and you do that, you eat this, you eat that. But is that only reality? That's very, like, I think it's quite confined to the physical dimension. Whereas reality is supposedly, it should be, in my opinion, a mix of like the physical dimension. There's also, you should think mentally, emotionally, there's spirituality, there's soul stuff, there's, of course, a religion. It's just a mixture of both. But how would you yeah. define reality? I don't think there's a definition. It depends on you, right? It depends on you, exactly. your perception. That's I mean, mm-hmm. exactly. Because like even the de- like definitions in general. Like, for example, if you look up, um, for example, social rules, social rules, people may consider it a reality. But like, if it does not make sense to me, why should I follow it? There is not a single logical reason for me to do what this other person believes that I should do just because it's his belief and it's part of his reality. That makes no sense, at least to me. And that applies to just about 
you know, you know, one thing is nothing makes sense, but that's what makes sense the most. Like this, this, this sentence that I just said, it doesn't make sense, but that's what makes sense about it. <laughs> Did I just mess up even more? Okay. I don't know, but but you see, that's that's so, like. Mother, I also have a question for you. Hmm. Yes. If Abdulaziz would allow me to interrupt. I'm used to it. It's okay. Continue. <laughs> okay. So, Mahir, uh, yes. there's something that uh, I usually like to think about. It's regarding meaning in life. So, do you think on your side, and this question goes to everyone, Rania, Abdulaziz, and also myself will answer this on my perspective. Do you think life has meaning? And if life has meaning, what do you think uh, gives uh, gives it meaning? I well, 100% I do believe that Earth has meaning. Life has meaning, but yes. I mean, there's one big meaning, like one universal meaning that everyone has, but mm -hmm. we might not follow it, but it will happen to us eventually. And there's another meaning that goes with our own perception. How do we what is what's life for us? So that's mean. For me, for example, I'm I'm that guy who doesn't who would like to achieve happiness to everyone, although it's not real. It's not mm -hmm. real. I'm not a, not real at all. You cannot achieve happiness to everyone. I'm that guy who would like to like. I don't know how to say it, but make an impact to this world. I don't want to be mm, an, yes. another entity who just came to this to this world and and left. Not just I want to mm -hmm. say like I, I want to be known, but I want to make an impact. Like I want to achieve something that will would mm -hmm. benefit humanity. For example, that's my actually thing. just by being you, you have impacted us. Yeah, true. But I mean, it's easy said than than getting done. You know. Mm -hmm. No, you already have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, ah, okay. regarding, regarding the pursuit of happiness, Abdulaziz, what do you think about it? Should someone seek happiness? Nope. Pursuing happiness is meaningless. I'm going to tell you something about that. Whenever okay. you succeed, whenever you achieve another goals, like let's say, let's say you are seeking something else. Okay, let's say you are seeking success. Then when, when seeking success, when you achieve that, you want to achieve happiness like instantly. You will achieve half of it. When you achieve another goal, you will achieve another portion of happiness until you reach the final thing. I, I told Abdulaziz this once. Hap, you will achieve happiness when you die. I told him that. I remember what? the day. You achieve <laughs> happiness when you die. Seriously. Yeah, when you, just so imagine happy. dying, knowing that you achieved everything that you could. Then you will die happy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm -hmm. my, that's my idea about it. <laughs> But the thing is, sometimes thing when you achieve happiness, especially like that happiness only lasts so long. So it depends on what kind of happiness you're trying to achieve. You understand? That we pursue it. But, yes, exactly. Yeah. But, but you don't pursue um, happiness directly. You will pursue another yes. goals. You pursue a goal. Yeah. Exactly. And when you achieve that goal and happiness comes along, then... Yeah, that's what I yes, said. Like you exactly. A portion of that's it. the point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and one thing is I I believe it's more more as in it's something internal you don't pursue it. There's a difference between happiness mm -hmm. and joy. Happiness is the fleeting moment when you achieve something that you have been desired for quite some time, and it gives you a sense of relief, or at least that's how mm -hmm. I define it. 
but then you have joy joy is the total peace and comfort that you have uh, we don't have much to worry about and you feel a positive range of emotions and the thing is about joy joy is internal everyone has yes, joy exactly it's clouded by lots of like suffering shit that you have to deal with on a daily basis and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so the thing I is actually think um, Yeah. No, continue. Yes. Yeah, so um, life is meaningless. <laughs> no, like uh, what I was saying. Yeah, what I was saying is that when it comes to happiness, it's more than an internal. Fit. No, joy actually. Joy, joy is an internal, internal feeling. feeling. Yes, it's an internal feeling that everyone has, but it's a mm. matter of how you extract, extract whatever the word that. Like you know the word, like you, you pull it out and you just come to terms with it. And um, and I was actually told a very good uh, a friend of mine who's more knowledgeable than me in this uh, in the realm of soul and spiritual stuff, more than more than soul stuff, which I'm which I'm trying to research about. She she told me this, which is basically um, probably 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 I wouldn't be surprised at all. And um, so the thing is, the more that you look for something, the more that you push it away. And normally things that will actually come, um, they come by natural. So, for example, if you look for something, it kind of defines defies the point of feeling it itself. So the true feeling of it comes by itself and then you get to uh, embrace it and experience it rather than going to look for it. Uh, to give an example, I probably wore that terribly. So, for example, um, you you have a lake and there's ripples in the lake. You don't want you want your lake to be still, so you try to cancel out those ripples by throwing a stone. So the ripples will cancel out, but that created even more ripples. Whereby, in the first case, if you just waited for it, it would have gotten calm much more faster. Okay. I don't know if that actually uh, like that gives the point, but the thing is about joy is something that you feel by yourself, and it's not um, normally it's not influenced by something um, mm-hmm. uh, external. Normally, it's just like some. Do you ever feel a sense of joy? Like, for example, you finish something or you do something good, and it gives you a, a, a true sense of peace, and it lasts yes. for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. You get that. Uh, a lot. That's actually what I wanted to say. <laughs> and and you uh, see, it's usually quite like different. Because, uh, it's the way I usually used to describe uh, when I'm dumb enough about something, and I get to uh, and I get to learn more about it, and I get it in the brain. So I usually get that feeling. I usually describe exactly. it as the ultimate state. Even in business and. You always get that mm. aha moment. That's the and moment where you know it. that you you nailed. Okay, continue, continue, Sheikh. Only legends. So yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and if you if you notice, it's quite different from that moment. Like for example, let's say you're very stressed and you're looking for looking for an escape from reality. You watch a movie or something like that, something you enjoy. It gives you a sense of temporary. Um, Relief, let's call it. Some would define that as happiness, but it's just 
pretty much running away from what you have to do. But if you face mm-hmm. it, then you just come to terms with the reality, which doesn't, reality is another thing I don't want to talk about it anymore. It just makes no sense because nothing does. So when you just come to terms with whatever you live in and your situation, it makes everything a bit more bearable. And it's like, to me, I think it's one of the first steps till you get to actual true peace, which doesn't exist, but it's, you can, you can get, get, the uh, thing is, you, exactly. You can get, close to the goal is to try to get as close as possible. Get close to that. Yes. Yeah. That also. That's also why I don't believe in the hundred percent. There is no hundred percent except death, True. probably. Otherwise, I don't believe in the hundred percent, and that just goes along with just. Uh, it's just like first of all, there is no need for any external uh, object that is gonna mm. necessarily give you joy itself. Like for example, buying food, buying gifts, buying and all. That's why, that's, you see, the cool thing is, that's why you don't necessarily have to be the richest person in the world to be happy or to mm-hmm. be joyful. And you can be, like, in the worst case scenario. Not the worst case. That would be quite bad. But you can still be better off than someone who has the world in his palms. Yeah. Has, that's why mindset. And the good thing about mindset is, everyone has their mindset. It's just about how you... Um, how you utilize how it. you refine it exactly so what I can think uh, is, uh, is that uh, uh, the most important thing would be getting satisfied with your life right yes mm, is it you will so never because what you say, being uh, satisfied with what you have doesn't account for the, for the ultimate peace or joy but what I would think is that if someone is satisfied enough about their lives, about their standard of living, maybe that would mm-hmm. kind of put them in the uh, ultimate state of... Yeah, but the thing is satisfaction. I mean, satisfaction, but uh, not as in losing a goal. Satisfaction, mm-hmm. but still continuing. But satisfaction yeah. as if I've done this, never I don't have to do it anymore. Exactly. Actually, what I wanted to say was like happiness is an internal feeling. So I don't know how people can pursue happiness. Like you work towards achieving your goals and you achieve your and like pursue that. But I don't know how you can pursue happiness. Like that's an internal feeling that comes whenever like it just comes. Well, um, there's I a saying. It's more like more okay, than the road for it, yeah. by a great philosopher. Called Mahar. He once said, <laughs> and I quote, he said that your greatest dream is your worst nightmare. Did you get it? Nope. Okay, let's say you what our dreams they are so ambitious. We have ambitious mm-hmm. dream, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the greatest that, that's our greatest dream. Okay, what comes what what comes before our dreams? Like the steps, how did you reach your dream? How did you reach your goal? The consequences, the sacrifice that you made. They are not easy, to be honest. Just imagine your dream is to become a millionaire. So would you become a millionaire like just like this poof? You're a billionaire or a millionaire now? There are a lot of sacrifices. To achieve your goal, so yeah. And when uh, the not easy that works, that's why to... I said that. Uh, the I point is that everyone has to take responsibility about something, like something positive, strive toward positivity. So 
Like you want to be a millionaire, you cannot say like abracadabra. Uh, it doesn't happen like, like this, unless maybe yeah. some sort of uh, stealing or fraud or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also another point But when it comes if to if you actually uh, are striving towards something like that, uh, maybe you should try to adopt responsibility. When you adopt responsibility, let's say, educate yourself about something. Let's say, if you want to be rich. You might start learning more about cryptocurrency or something related to that one, or machine yeah. learning and intelligence, which are some sort of uh, which are some sort of things which uh, can actually get you to your goal. Yeah, yeah. So when you get to master those things, maybe you can monetize them and uh, at some point become a millionaire like you plan to. But you just don't stay stay this way and do some wishful thinking. Mm, yeah, that's actually a very good point. I was going to address when it comes to hold the happiness and like joy shit. One thing to keep in mind is um, just believing in it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to achieve it. This just as yeah. you said, like mm. you have to work for it. That kind of stuff. Um, I'm not doing the formal talk. Yeah. I mean, dreaming, yeah, everyone can dream. Dreaming is everyone can dream. I dream to become so, a billionaire. But make your dreams a reality. Don't just sit there and dream all day. Yeah, that's the thing. But these times we have different types of realities. That's why we say realities uh, is relative. I was yeah. talking to Mahir regarding the computer science perspective about reality is that uh, we have something called virtual reality. Where you yeah. put on those glasses and you find yourself and, in another universe. And you have oh, yes, I love those classes. So mm-hmm. If you want to be a millionaire and then you want to be a millionaire in the augmented reality, then you just yeah, you can just make some dollars happen over there. Yeah, the moment you take your device off, <laughs> back to reality. Snap back to reality. Yeah, you get back to the real. Fortunately, <laughs> which is also relative according to. Abdulaziz, and I would yeah. like to have oppose you, that because I kind of believe. Have you tried the virtual reality thing? I tried yes. it. I tried it too. Does it uh, manifest emotion? No. Yeah. To be it's, honest, it just scares them, you. To be honest. No, seriously, some of them, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's one episode in America's Got Talent where one, two computer scientists. Their talent was that they allowed one of the judges, Howie Mandel, to wear an, a virtual reality thing, a uh, headset. Okay. And he was like, on the on the when what he was seeing, like he was on a steep edge, and he was oh, walking okay. and he was feeling it. He was so terrified. Yeah, they that's didn't how real it got. I mean, it depends mm-hmm. on the program itself. Also, it depends on the design. How did he design that other rea- the virtual yes. reality? The world. How did he design? Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. virtual reality designers they get paid a lot mm-hmm. for their creativity, not their experience. Creativity. Mm-hmm. That's yes. what they seek. They seek creativity, not experience. Although experience, I mean, how will you get experience by creativity? So the more creative you are, the more experience you have. But yeah. that's the thing. They complete uh, each other, right? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. as we are now coming to the end of this episode, we like to take a break from all of this 
intense topics today and play a little fun game as our last segment. This game is called This or That. We play this after every episode. Okay, so are you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. So first one is city or nature? Nature. 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 Both. <laughs> I can't choose. No, you can't choose both, to be honest. This or that. Uh, you should respect so the question. Well, the nature has good I think about yeah. nature. Which I, I think do? city for me. Yes, I like live. lights more. Yes, we can. We live in, in a I'll city. Yeah, I but just imagine living in, in in nature. You can meditate. That's can exactly. Think I like both. It's so hard. I can't choose. Okay, okay. second. Uh, mountains or beach? Mountains. Uh, beach. I think I'll go for mountains. Mountains, because I tried both when I went, I remember in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, that when I went to Tanzania, like mm -hmm. I visited the beaches there and I and I, I went on a hike on mountains and I enjoyed mountains a lot because I managed to see mm -hmm. the whole city. Oh, yes, I would yes. also go for mountains because, uh, you know, there's one thing, uh, when, you, uh, when you take the, the meditation perspective, mm -hmm on the beach and you consider the one on the mountain, it's kind of different because uh, on the mountain you can actually find true silence, but and that is cool because I'm a person who likes silence, although I'm noisy myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the beach is kind of noisy. And, uh, no, it depends what beach you go to. Not all beaches are noisy. Yeah, until when you get uh, until when you get hit by the turbulence of the waves over there, you <laughs> like the sun. And you get pulled into the existence of this. Oh, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, comedy or drama? Comedy. 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 Although I'm a big fan of drama, to be honest, like my favorite <laughs> TV shows are all drama TV shows, even movies. But yeah, you know what? Drama, 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 drama. <laughs> I will choose drama. I'll go for comedy. Yeah. You know why? Because your one life is, really... is a knife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I thought it's so hard. The glasses. <laughs> Relatable, huh? Fortunately, I can relate to Because uh, you try to seek, uh, you try to seek what you don't have. So if you don't have happiness, then you try to get something. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that all my life. Oh. Ah, comedy. You know who invented comedy? No. Like comedy I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Greek, the Greek uh, Empire. They are the ones. Oh, okay. Who started okay. comedian drama? Uh, book or e-readers? Books book. or e-readers? Physical book. books. Physical books. Yeah. Wait, Sam. Look. No, like for, for the beloved listeners at books. home, they're showing us their bookshelves books. right now. <laughs> books. Books. Marshall, one uh, each one, one has his own bookstore. My babies. <laughs> Stan, don't uh, try to do it because you will break your arm. Uh, <laughs> I have this one for now. It's the only thing keeping me alive. Okay, uh, early bird or night owl? Early bird. Uh, early bird. Yeah, same. Early bird. Winter or summer? Winter for me. 
winter. Yeah, spring I for me. Like I like about. But no, but you ask winter and summer. Okay, winter. So that's, that's not an option. <laughs> it's like you're being asked hot. Uh, it's like you're being asked tea or coffee, and then you're saying hot. That's what I'm Okay, last but not I least. Like to, I would like to be a fan of winter because I like winter. I like the cold. General, but yeah, yeah, I like winter a lot. The but then, the but then when it's very cold, then what do you do? Yeah, enjoy, to be honest. <laughs> Same if it's too hot, what will you do? Yeah, exactly. So I think I pick winter. Okay, last but not least, Twitter or Instagram? Instagram, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter is toxic. <laughs> Twitter. I know, just as I say Twitter. <laughs> Instagram. Uh, I think I'll go for Instagram. Twitter is toxic. It's hilarious, but it's just... It's not toxic. Throw this shit show. I use Instagram. Hey, you you can't say use. that. I rely... I mean, it's... I re- mm, definitely. So, I mean, Twitter, um, Twitter is mm, just for shit showing and just saying random <laughs> shit. Just, that's just about the whole point of Twitter. I mean, neither platforms, but I would like to choose my own, my own platform. Uh... Okay, what is it? I'll go for Reddit. Oh, Reddit. <laughs> Reddit. Reddit is amazing. Yeah, Reddit is very fun. Yeah. Okay, so we've come to the end of our episode for today. Thank you all so much for listening and joining in with us here today. We hope you had a great time. We'll see you all very soon, inshallah. Goodbye. Ramadan Mubarak. Bye.